and welcome to episode seven of Unqualified Game Chat. I'm your host, Azara Lopez, and with me today, my co-host, Spencer Legacy. Hello. Great to see you all again. I'm so excited. Spencer, how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good, thank you. You know, things are chugging along with school and playing games, so I can't complain. How are you feeling? I'm, I'm good. I feel like this week, compared to last week, it's it's it feels like ages since I last spoke with you. I don't know why. It does. It's weird. Like I saw when we were looking up the number of this episode, I was like, "Photo mode was the last episode." That feels like yeah. that was weeks ago. I look forward to this. So like when Saturday's around, I was like, "God damn, I wish it was Wednesday so I could <laughs> talk to Spencer." Oh, I want to talk to my friend Azario, but it's Saturday, so I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I can only talk to him Wednesday. No. <laughs> we don't want to get tired tired of each other uh too quickly it's so, true after the podcast end like the recording ends we just immediately stop yeah. talking just in friendship case canceled friendship canceled canceled with, uh, with azario <laughs> or until or until you post something that you're not supposed to post. <laughs> yeah until i accidentally post something because there's no embargo and then and then i get a facebook <laughs> message at 3 a.m and my time that says Hey, I don't think you were supposed to post that. <laughs> it was midnight when I swear because I Google searched that article and you guys were the only ones that came up. And I was like, whoa, that SEO bump. Hello. <laughs> that would be why. <laughs> <laughs> we're still getting a code. So we're, we're doing okay. We're doing matter. all right. Yeah. Spencer, as you know, this podcast is recorded every week and posted to Thursday to podcast services. You got your Apple, you got your. Spotify's and uh, your YouTube's all of them every every Thursday every Thursday that is without fail every Thursday no matter what we haven't missed one yet uh snow rain or shine yeah exactly we've had all three here this week so it is truly through those yeah 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 yeah. we we have had a a massive thunderstorm this past week but here I am still posting on Thursday still posting on Thursday um so I just kind of want to open up the the floor mm-hmm. to what you're currently playing. So what I've been playing a lot is Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town, but I can't talk about it too much because uh, everything outside of some preview stuff is under embargo till the 23rd. So mm-hmm. uh, I want to say it's it's I think like my second second or third experience with the farming genre, mm-hmm. and I find it very interesting. Uh, the other, I played Friends of Mineral Town. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think this is my, and I played the Doraemon one. The, oh, I love the Doraemon one. The Doraemon one. one was so charming. It was oh my God. insane. Like playing playing that game was just so cathartic, just like relaxing. Like I was, I just wanted to, like I was reading a storybook or something. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's, it's like bliss. You're playing yeah. it and you're like, <sighs> this is nice. No, this is life is okay when I'm yeah. playing Dorymon. And you don't even have to know who Dorymon is to enjoy this game, by the way. It's true. You're like, this is just a wild, like fun little fantasy. And then like even a cursory knowledge, you're like, oh, I get it. Because Dorymon doesn't play the biggest role in the game, but he is Yeah, not really. He, he's just kind of and then you got like a golden statue of him that you can place. But yeah. outside of that, and him just kind of being around as a character for sure but it's i'm i'm getting i'm quite enjoying these um these farming games might be because i'm neurotic so i i like doing things in a set order 
or doing things um, routinely. Yeah. And that's what farming games are is it's like, Oh, today I have to water all these uh, in this exact row. And then I can eventually improve my tools to water them better. And I have to go to the store to get these, but the stores close this day. So I have to stock up on this day and all these things. Like I can see why people take notes because <laughs> it's very easy to lose track yeah. of all the information, but it's so laid back. Like there's no time goes by in the game, but there's no deadlines. Yeah. So like, all your crops could die and you're like, Oh, that sucks. I guess I'll just start over. And it's a bummer, but you're not like kicked back or anything. Mm -hmm. So it's a very relaxing experience and this one's no exception. So I've been having a good time setting up like the perfect farm uh, and, and trying my best to make it more and more efficient. And I think a game where it rewards you for being efficient and encourages you to be more efficient by giving you new landmarks or new, uh, new accomplishments as you go is is right up my alley. So I've been quite enjoying it personally. Yeah, the thing about farming games that I think I, I like most is that there is no... You're not, like, uh, reprimanded for, like, doing something wrong. Yeah. You, you, can, you, you can take your time with it, but you do hit milestones that that does progress a narrative in some way. And I think in the story of season series to what it's come to is like getting married is like a big milestone. Yeah. And I think in this one, you could have kids and I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that, but I, <laughs> this I'm just annoys sure me. Cesario. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw a trailer with a little, I baby. think there's babies and they're probably yours. <laughs> I hope. Because I'm not taking care of a video that aren't. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different game. I'm not. I'm here to farm. That's it. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like, you know, man, I I'm not a fan of Stardew Valley. I know I've never played it, so I know nothing about it outside. I've of never played it like either, it. and I oh. just don't like it. <laughs> you know, is it, the, a, is it like overhyped at this point? Like, yeah, you've seen you know, it there's too much? a few games. Here's here's my. I think there's three games that I can think of off the top of my head that everyone has played and everyone likes, and I just don't like. Um, Stardew Valley, mm -hmm. Undertale, and uh, Doki Doki Literature Club. I haven't played Doki Doki. I like Undertale, but it has like the worst fan base, so that's understandable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I haven't played Stardew Valley, so I, I can, I can, I can, I can say that I agree for the most part because yeah, I have no just, knowledge. You know, I feel like I've read enough news stories because for some reason, because those games got big, then now IGN and GameStop or GameSpot has to has to have days and days of coverage for these games, and I'm just a little overkill. You know, yeah, that's fair write an article on a Neptunia game and then talk to me, you know, like there's other games you could be highlighting. I think, yeah. I think the problem that I have is that there are so many great indie games out there that don't get the recognition and the ones that do it's, it's overkill. And that's fair too. Like it, when a game feels like it's become huge, uh, it tends to overshadow other games. And so it's, I think it's fair to kind of feel that way. Although, I mean, I guess the only way to know for sure is to try the game, but mm. I, I mean, maybe I'll try those games. The game eventually. that also turned me off and it's a more recent title is a uh, disco Elysium. 
Oh, I've heard about that game. Yeah, I haven't yeah, played it. Yeah, everybody fucking loves that game. Everyone's and I like, look at it and game. I'm like, I don't know. I'll, I'll stick with Final, my. I'd rather games. play another month of Final Fantasy Eleven. Yeah. Then <laughs> play disco. I got like three Dragon Quests right here <laughs> that I could get. To. It's like you got you got your give and take. When it comes to farming games, I am so casual. Like, yeah, give me a nice soundtrack. Give me, give me some. I'll take my, I'll take my time with it. But honestly, I don't see myself becoming too meticulous with organization. And I think that's what it, that's, that's the kind of mindset that it requires is organization. Yeah, for sure. And the way that I play games now, it's, it's not good for, for those types of games because I just want to speed through everything. And that's, that's my only um, thought process. And you kind of, you really do have to teach yourself to like, Hey, enjoy this. You Mm -hmm. know, like you're not, you're not writing about this game. Just, just take your time. And if oh God, you I'm like you. They give you like three weeks to re- and review it, and I'm over here trying to beat it in three days. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like oh, I should have, I should have taken the three weeks and just enjoyed it. Because a casual gamer, it's like if you watch an entire season of a TV show, anime, whatever on Netflix. Yeah. Binge watch it. There's gonna be two to four episodes that you just fucking clock out on. And you're yeah. just looking at your phone and you don't give a shit. Even like good shows like Breaking Bad, if you're trying to binge that, there's going to be some episodes where you just like... Your attention spans just you like just push caring. to the... Yeah. After like five hours of Breaking Bad, you just stop caring even if you haven't... Even if you're trying to binge it. And same with video games. And I think that's why the rushed reviews aren't reflective of a game that's played across two to three weeks, a month mm-hmm. maybe. There's just something about investing your time into something that makes the product so much better. That's why I like that they give us so much time with these is it encourages because I'm like you. I like Google how long games are when I want to. I'm like, okay, I have time to play one game this this month outside of review games. Mm -hmm. Let's Google all the games I own that I haven't played and see which one's the shortest. Yeah. So I feel so it's kind of nice to be able to play a farming game and kind of go slow. I kind of like it. It's very uh, nice feeling, um, and I think that's why I kind of I'm I'm gravitating more towards like visual novels, adventure games, uh, yeah, puzzle games too. It's just I'm forced to take my time, especially with a puzzle game. It's like yeah, you got you got to um, you got to take your time on this. Um, but yeah, yeah, I agree. What have you been playing, Azario? There's a couple things. I've been playing um, one of them. The review is up today, and I think the game is out today. Um, it's uh, The Outer Worlds nice. Murder on Aerodonos. Um, to put it simply, The Outer Worlds, the base game, made me really believe in Western RPGs again. I, I was so mm-hmm. burnt out, like with everything that Bethesda was putting out and everything that. Um, Everything that I was playing up until the Outer Worlds, yeah, just wasn't resonating with me at all. And there's just something about Obsidian's approach to this genre and their dedication to delivering a solid package to players uh, mm-hmm. through a narrative and through game systems that this one just blew me away. I, I, I 
I didn't like Peril on Gorgon, the second expansion or the first expansion as much as I did this one. But looking back, and this is something I guess you can add for what I just said, the the combination of the two, they really do go together. Peril and Gorgon is like this really dark and like action heavy expansion, while Murder on Eridanos is all light. It's all in the daytime and it's more narrative. Very there's very little action here. And it's more about because it's a whodunit mystery, pretty much. And you have like these several suspects and you you try and crack the case pretty much. Yeah. So it's super narrative heavy. There's some dungeons to explore and some items to gather, and there's this new weapon that that lets you um lets you look at items closer and investigate and it's super cool um so that actually made me like peril and gorgon more it's like okay i thought this was just what it was you know this is just an action heavy expansion you know it wasn't it wasn't that significant but comparing it but adding it with they just complement each other you know and i i think I don't know if we'd see the another Outer Worlds in the future. Um, just maybe Private Division will get a new developer to get on it. Is, is I I might be mistaken, but Obsidian is owned by Microsoft now. I think so. They're doing Grounded. They're working on Grounded. Yeah. Okay. They. I think they're owned by. You know what? This is the this is the good the good stuff that you're getting here on this podcast. Only here. Do, only here do we, we fact we, check ourselves fact checks ourselves no gotcha <laughs> comments for us um yeah so they have okay so yeah <laughs> yeah we were right so yeah so clearly private division owns the ip and probably had a um a contract with obsidian to finish these two expansions and mm-hmm. they didn't bullshit they gave us two good expansions you know that i'm pretty sure they could have delivered anything because they're not even what do they care? You know, private division is not even their publisher anymore. Yeah. When, when they leave this game and I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with the product. So That's whether awesome. we get a new outer worlds or not, this is a great send off to the, uh, to the franchise. I've been meaning to play outer worlds. I've, I've heard great things about it. So that it interests me to hear that from you as well. So you can I, beat it in like six hours. That's not if bad. You just go through the main quest as fast as you can. And then yeah. the expansions open up at level 25. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm a big New Vegas fan, so so I could. I've heard that since it's by Obsidian, it's it's got a similar tone. Yeah, so it's worth. It might yeah. be worth checking out. I'll see if it's yeah. on sale anywhere. Loved loved it. Um, also, I'm playing a visual novel called Love Sweet Garnish Two, and uh, do you do you dabble in the visual novel world too often? A little bit, a little bit. There's there's some. So, to like. The, the basic, everyone's going to call me a visual novel normie because, because it's stuff like Phoenix Wright and Danganronpa. That's that not... I, I know, it, it doesn't really count. Well, it's it's not quite like a game game because there is a lot of text. I like to consider those adventure games. I, I'm, you know I'm that... in the camp where I'm trying to break up these, these uh, genre-defining, like, uh, or genre definitions because... There's so much actual gameplay in Danganronpa that when you compare yeah. it to a regular visual novel, people are just so confused because we've been calling Danganronpa a visual novel for so long that the normies that got got uh, captured by um, the, the the Danganronpa hype 
they went to a real visual novel and they're like, wait, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> I just want to point out I wasn't captured by the hype. I'm a I'm a I was reading it on something awful. Oh, okay. Way back in the day. So there you go. He's yeah, proving I'm proving myself here. But <laughs> but yeah, other than that, like I, I haven't really dove into the the str- what you might call like the straight up visual novel stuff, just mm-hmm. because outside of noisy pixel uh, making very informative videos, I uh, I don't know much about the genre, so I yeah. I haven't I like really experienced the, it. I feel like I'm just gonna go out and say it. We're the biggest, probably viewer of visual novels. Out you there probably right. are. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, I could. I don't think I can contest that. I think that's yeah. true. Yeah. Nobody. I mean, compared. I mean. Us as a group, but then there's like Steam curators who kind of do it hardcore, but um, but not on Metacritic. Yeah, they're not on Metacritic. Not on Metacritic. Um, this one, it's a slice of life visual novel, mm. and I'm just not feeling slice of life right now, so I'm really taking my time with this one. Uh, the girls, the girls look pretty young too, so I mean, it's like <laughs> I'm uh, I'm just uh, juggling with it a little bit. I. I, I think right now it's just I'm not feeling a slice of life. I need some type of like tension or I just don't want everything to be so happy all the time. I want some misery. I want the Zack Snyder cut of Love Garden. Yeah. yeah, give me the Zack Snyder cut. <laughs> um, so that review should be up soon. Um, other than that, I'm I'm not doing anything. And I think that will lead us into our our talk our discussion today what? surprise surprise oh my gosh we're doing that microsoft has fully acquired bethesda the the uh the thing went through the deed is done 7.5 billion dollars yeah and now now everything is microsoft i have a question for you Yes. Let's just out the gate. People have been looking at this, so they probably just, they know. Okay, everyone knows by this point. I just want to know your opinion on it. Just Hmm. play that on me. I think it's peculiar. It's, Mm. as an acquisition, it makes sense. Bethesda is a well-known and well-loved company. So it would make sense for them, for Microsoft to, to want them because, of course. But... I've seen some concerns of monopolies. I don't know enough about that to to comment in a in an educated way, but I I do think it's strange. Like it's it's weird to think of Bethesda as a Microsoft studio now, mm-hmm. mostly because their stuff has always been like it's something you've always seen on everything. It's not like Insomniac where most of their games were on PlayStation, so it's not like a surprise to see them. Uh, be part of PlayStation or companies like that. But it's at the same time, uh, the PlayStation versions of their games have always been the roughest. So if they were to be exclusive to PC and Xbox, I wouldn't be shocked, but it's still, it's strange to see such a big company that has some of like the biggest IPs and games Mm -hmm. uh, be taken by one company. So it's, it's peculiar to me. I don't know. What do you think? Um, so without getting into um, something I want to bring up later, my just general thoughts on on the acquisition is it's it's smart for Microsoft. Yeah. Um, 
the problem with Sony right now and what they're trying to do, PlayStation in general, is is they're they're targeting um Western Western studios that give experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I I I attribute things like The Last of Us and Days Gone. They're they're more like experiences to me. Yeah. You know, like they're they're art pieces. They're they're telling a story. They're very similar as well. Yeah. Yeah. In their presentation. Um so when 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 I look at Sony's catalog of games, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you nothing nothing really impresses me right now. Really? That's a controversial statement. Yeah. I just I don't I don't see anything what they have the there's this game called like that that one roguelike shooter. What's that one? Return? Oh Returnal, yeah. Returnal? That one looks okay, but what about Ratchet and Clank? It's different More like to be Ratchet fair. It... And stank, you Ooh. know? Oh, that's a that's a hot take. That's a scary take. I mean, I... but it's Ratchet and but it's but again it's it's Ratchet and Clank, and this what, what this this game's gonna come out, and we're gonna get a couple probably like expansions, but we're not gonna see another one for three to four years. Mm-hmm. Microsoft buying Bethesda, Bethesda can literally put out two to three games every year with the studios that they have. Yeah, with Zenimax and everything. You know, you know, I think Microsoft really put themselves in a position where, if you're looking for exclusives. For a for a more Western audience, action and RP and Western RPGs, I think that's the smartest thing they could they could have do uh, they could have done. The thing about the thing about with the the direction Sony's Sony's trying to just one and done it. I mean, Last of Us Two came out. What have we seen of Last of Us Two? No expansions, no no multi, no multiplayer, no anything. Yeah, it just came out, and that's the money that they got. They got their money, and now you can buy it for twenty bucks. Yeah, that's true. Um, with uh, with a uh, uh, a Fallout, Fallout seventy six is still getting money from those it, nerds. It's true. That's you true. know Microsoft or uh, Minecraft is still getting money. It's like oh yeah, I forgot all about them having Mojang. It's like I think, I think Sony's in a position where. They really need to put put down. I mean, they tried that Predator game, failed. I forgot about it entirely. Yeah, I didn't failed. know it was out. And that's that's the sad part about it is, you know, like I I don't think I mean they put out Days Gone and nothing came out after that. You know, they yeah. don't support their IPs the way that these other studios do, and they don't give their their studios enough room to support their IPs. Because they're mm-hmm. they're going for this grandiose, like huge buildup, huge marketing press. Let's let's put out. What have you fucking heard about Spider Man since the release that it got uh, a performance update and now you can play it in 4K and 60 FPS? Like who fucking cares? They have been good with Ghost of Tsushima though. They gave that the uh, well, some, I some mean, extra stuff. What's the develop? Who's the developer of that? Sucker Punch. Give it up to fucking Sucker Punch, dude. Yeah, that's true. Sucker Punch is great. Sucker Punch. Oh, man, that game is so fucking good, dude. It's true. It's amazing. It's an incredible um, game. Yeah, I I am. I'm very much into uh, 
whatever Sucker Punch does. So, I mean, yeah. Okay, well, that's a great example, actually, of, like, what a studio should do. Yeah, and it shows that Sony is capable of having their studios do that. Because yeah. Sucker Punch does it. I think I think Microsoft has a, has a lot to go on. I think I'm I think I'm also a little bitter about Sony. Yeah. Not really giving any money to Japan Studios. Yeah, that was a real bummer to see. Totally fucking writing them off, you know. Yeah. Just disregarding their whole legacy. It's kind of sad. Give us a proper Wild Arms, you fool. Yeah. Yeah, revisit some weird old stuff like that people don't expect. Yeah. Give us something. It doesn't have to be this huge, graphically intensive uh, game. Just give us some shit. You know, yeah. we, like we'll buy it. Just give us some shit. You know, give, give us, us more some weird stuff like Puppeteer or Tearaway. Fucking Ape Escape. Give us. Yeah. Oh, I would anything. love a new Ape Escape. That would be give incredible. Anything. Give a get fucking weird again, Sony. You don't need to you don't need to cater to these last of us fools who who want to think. We don't want to think. We want to play fucking video we games. We want to catch funny monkeys. Yeah, I get it. There there is room. I'm gonna go on the record. There is room for little statements and and um and in, inclusion in gaming and, and inclusion of characters in, in certain Big stories. cinematic games too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I played the last of us too. I liked all the characters. I had no problem with the direction that they went with those characters. The only problem I had is the, the layout of that entire game and the story. Mm-hmm. But if they switch things up again, I, I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind. Yeah. Um, but there, there's, there's a place for inclusion in video games, is what I'm saying, and and you have that. But I mean, I wish that there was this fun side too. I mean, um, what's that studio? Who's who does um, Wolfenstein? Um, uh, Sledgehammer or not Sledgehammer? Chain, chain saw, machine, uh, machine gun, machine, machine gun, machine. machine gun. Yeah, okay. Games or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what we're talking about? A weapon of some sort. Yeah. They have fun with their IPs. Are their games yeah. good? Some of them are little stinkers, but they have fun. But they try. Doom Eternal is fun. Is it? Is it this fucking graphically huge, like everything's perfect narrative? I'm making a statement. Here's me. No, it's not. It's just a fucking game. Yeah. And that's what Bethesda is able to put out. Yeah, I think Sony needs to follow their example and bring back more fun. Because I, I love the cinematic stuff for its own reasons, but I think there is a lot of room for fun gameplay focused mm-hmm. uh, experiences like your ape escapes or your uh, like Jack wow. and Daxters or your wild arms and stuff. Your like Legend that. of Dragoon. Your Legend of Dragoon. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I I do think that that it's a good step for Microsoft to grab another fun studio for sure yeah so okay now i want to bring the conversation over to when it comes to exclusives do you think do you think microsoft is going to keep bethesda games exclusive to pc and microsoft that's and do tough. you think it'd be wise of them to? i don't i'm not sure i don't think it'd be wise to keep uh an elder scrolls or a mm. fallout i think mm. that would have uh some some big 
pushback. Mm. I think, I, I think the smaller things would probably be fine. Uh, but I can't picture people being thrilled about having to either have a better PC or an Xbox to play like the elder scrolls six. I'm going to go out and say that I think they should keep all of those games exclusive if they want to fucking survive. Because yeah. right now, right now, Sony doesn't give a fuck about them. You know, it's fair. And the thing about Microsoft sharing Minecraft and fuck it, dude, like you could take <laughs> Minecraft off. Be be stubborn. You don't need to be good guy Microsoft all the time. You need to sell consoles, is what you. You're need. gonna get some comments on this one. <laughs> You need to fucking sell consoles, Microsoft. Don't give a damn about the Sony fanboys. You know, don't write them off. Show that show that there is no other place to get the Fallout experience besides <laughs> Xbox and Uh-oh. PC. Power to the player. Wait, is that is that is that them? Is that Sony. Is that Sony? Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think that's them. I don't know. I don't know what Microsoft has. I'm loving it. I'm fucking loving it. Um, there's just nothing to play on Xbox. That's it. That's fair. That's, That's an interesting exclusives. perspective, though. Microsoft needs exclusives. That's where they fucking fell off. That is where that is what they and need. Now That's they true. have a studio with hella studios. Let it rain. Let those exclusives rain. Give them, give them all that Bill Gates money, <laughs> and just make some great fun mindless games i don't even want to fucking think i just want to play some games i just want to shoot demons and nazis for, i just want to shoot fun. some demons i want to shoot some nazis and i want to go into a fantasy world and fight a dragon yeah who doesn't that's all i want to do but if they give that experience to everyone yeah well, i don't that won't be too bad no it would it would, it would because why would i buy an xbox that's, Why would I buy? You're, you're right. In a business sense, like it would make sense for them to keep everything. Tony still charges them for every Blu-ray they buy. So is that? Oh wow. Hmm. Tony owns Blu-ray. That's weird. That makes sense Super though. Weird. I guess that's why Nintendo ain't going Blu-ray. They're gonna make their. <laughs> they're doing cartridges. Cartridges forever. for life, dude. They're, they're gonna they're... die with cartridges. <laughs> they're gonna find some weird disc-based thing that's not gonna work, but they're gonna try it. But it's gonna sell. Yeah, it's gonna sell. You just—they're—they're they're not ones to to pay anybody. They're a little stubborn, a little bit. Yeah, they're see, be a be a Nintendo Microsoft channeling your Nintendo. I just—I know it's wrong, and it's probably wrong to think this way. But if Xbox wants to wants to survive, they're gonna need to be a little mean. And I think this is the meanest thing they could do, but business decision wise, the best. Yeah, oh, I, I think that's a fair assessment. It's it's a matter of doing what's right for business versus player interests. So it's mm-hmm. it's up to them as to what they want to do. Mm-hmm. I think Sony bringing some of their games to PC is cool, but not if it's better on PC than it was on console. Because if they're mm-hmm. proving that, then why then even buy the PlayStation version? You know? Yeah, that's fair. It's a double-edged sword. It is. And that's all I got to say about that. That's Azario's hot topic corner. You got all the all the hot takes on exclusives right out in the open for you guys. Why go anywhere else? Besides exactly. Are you going to find opinions like this anywhere else? I don't think so. They're exclusives. They're exclusives. These opinions are exclusive. <laughs> he's, he's just living up to his word. 
Well, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Um, And uh, have a good week. We'll see you next time. See you next time.